Anyway. Ooh, God. Okay. <laughs> I also <laughs> had yeah. myself some uh, tummy troubles this morning. I was up at five o'clock in the morning. It was like, oh no, oh. either my body this thinks going it's going uh, on the cast. Either my body thinks it's oh, uh, this is oh, shit, time or <laughs> I had myself some food poisoning last night. Please don't Just... make this the preview, Ben. Exactly, radio. Hey, what is up? It's the birthday edition because <laughs> these two motherfuckers have the same birthday, same day, same year, same it was time. Destiny. Probably. Destiny. What time were you guys born? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the afternoon. Like early in the allegedly. morning. So I fucking. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, sorry. Not the exactly. Big bro. Of both <laughs> of you. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sorry. You both are older than me by like a month. Two months, sorry. And I'm older than Kevin by 12 hours. 12 hours. Nah, I'd say like six. Mm-mm. How early in the morning? You know, I'm such a morning person. You know? Any, yeah, I know. Yeah, you. <laughs> a morning person. That's when we record our shows all the time. Uh, anyways, hey, Not Exactly Radio with me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and... Tony, portrait of a tone... Authority. <laughs> oh my god. Portrait of authority. <laughs> Portrait of authority. And of course, Kevin. How you doing, bud? Who's also here? Hi. I'm good. We were saying let's fucking go. Uh can we like all summon our best Italian? Because it's the Italians that have perfected the let's fucking go. But let's all on a count of three, give your oh, best no. Italian. Let's fucking go. Okay, all right. One, two, Three. Let's, let's fucking go. go. I just yelled, "Let's fucking go!" I, I didn't even think about the Italian thing. I got nervous. I, I always think of it because uh, you, you, uh, you got to go with the finger. Pinch. There's that, and then um, the Balustrade Brothers or whatever they've they've branched off. I, you know, they're part of the wider Balustrade universe, but they opened a pizza joint on North, uh, and it's good. Oh shit! But their first uh, when they announced they were open on their Facebook uh, like a year ago before uh, a plague hit, um, <laughs> on all caps it was a Snapchat video. But he, <laughs> like on the front of their Facebook page, it's just "Let's fucking go" in all caps, and it's like <laughs> you know those guys are Italian. <laughs> like, that's their first post for their restaurant. Just "Let's fucking go" and all. Let's fucking go. go. <laughs> like oh yep, those are. Italian businessmen right there. Anyways, so I blame Tom Brady. I blame Tom Brady for that. <laughs> no, I'm blaming Tom Brady because if you <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, I'll try to make the connection. He's the one that made it a sports thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then it's just like, you know, everyone from Boston who has like it's mostly Italian heritage, right? Or no, it... Irish. It's super fucking Irish. Oh, then never mind. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> I thought I was wrong. Oh yeah. Well, I mean Italians are in New York. There is an Italian section of Boston. I mean, there's an Italian section of every major but, metropolitan city. Yeah. Just like there's a major European uh, thing of. I, are every you thinking American of just city. like the Departed, Ben? Where, because remember though, the Irish gangs were just as competitive with the. Uh, you know, that's why Jack Nicholson is part of. He's part of the Irish. Yes. Oh. Not, yeah. I saw that movie once. I did. I did actually see that movie. The Departed. The Departed. Oh, crazy. Solid. 
Anyways, wow. Anyway, sorry. We're talking about uh, bad religion today. <laughs> nothing uh, about this subject. Though. Nothing about this subject at all. Forgot why we're doing this. We're talking about bad religion today and their album Recipe for Hate. I mean, uh, you could just describe that as Boston. Recipe for hate? Or bingo recipes for hate, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, man, we just did some weird time. Because they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of like you know trite to be like that's the racist city or that's the racist state right like but like we don't come from the single most segregated (laughs) boston does set its own standard but everybody else shit stank too it's just their version of stank it's uh it's it's a thing it's for sure a thing um so yes we're talking about bad religion today uh kind of continuing the theme uh leading up to the election uh, by playing some awesome badass music that was inspired, I that guess, radicalized basically, us. That radicalized us, yes, pretty much. And uh, got to continue with bad religion. It gives us our point of view. Yes. And now I have to ask, because this is like the the birthday album that you guys picked together because it's your birthday episode slash radicalization episode of whatever. Why did you guys pick this album when they have, I'm not saying this isn't the worst album. I'm just saying what, what, what brought this one over uh, other albums? Kevin can go first. For me, this is arguably their best album. Okay. Uh, what drew me to it early on was there are puppies on the cover. <laughs> there are. Two Hugos. Uh, but uh, for me, Recipe for Hate is like Bad Religion hitting their peak stride in the 90s. Hi, Hugo. Oh, hi, Hugo. I know uh, no see it, but everyone, Tony just showed us his doggo, Hugo. Like it, from here on out, they would go into uh, 21st Century Digital Boy and then kind of really started a decline until their like last three albums that they put out. I think they're in a new renaissance for themselves, which is excellent to see. But this was like coming out of the late 80s with Suffer and No Control. You get then Recipe for Hate here being like the peak of their powers and that's a good historical outlook i like that um for me it was because american jesus is like my favorite probably my favorite bad religion trek you know Same. there's probably like i could make like a list of 20 easy but that's probably my number one and then uh because for me i don't even know if i ever really listened to it until this week uh bad religion was an ultimate download their whole shit off limewire <laughs> and i don't know which comes to from which album really because half of the art's all fucked up it shows either like their singles which is always cool you know because it's like you don't get to see that anymore because where the fuck it's in landfills or in collector's closets or in maybe mama's basement but you don't get to see the single covers unless you're on the internet so I guess that was cool. But yeah, they were the ultimate. I just going to download their entire discography because I heard them on this one compilation and I think they're awesome. Turns out they are awesome. <laughs> I, some of it's accredited to no effects. Some of it's credited to yeah. Green Day and the Offspring. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go in and like try and organize this and just no success, which yeah. I guess if there's one thing to be happy about with Spotify, it's that all of that is super clean now to do. Uh, mm-hmm. The business practices still suck, but you know, oh yeah, it's baby steps. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so 
Kevin did cover a lot of this. So Recipe for Hate is the seventh studio album, um, which isn't saying much because, you know, all the first ones, like especially with punk bands, it's just they're technically in a studio. <laughs> but really, you know, it's just... Anyways, continuing, uh, it was dropped on June 4th, 1993. Uh, this was their last album on Epitaph, which one of them owns, right? Is one uh, of, uh, like, Mr. Brett, I believe, is the yeah, founder Brett, and owner of uh, Epitaph. Gerwitz. Uh, yeah. Um, so this was the last one that they released on Epitaph because then they did the major label jump for a while. Uh, Atlanta Records re-released this and then uh, their first major label was Stranger Than Fiction, which is kind of their most commercial one, right? Yes. Uh, that one, that's where 21st Century Digital Boy comes from. Uh, what was the track that they had on the first Guitar Hero? They had... I'm blanking out on it right now. Hold on. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was... It was... Damn it. It's infected? a slower song, no. too. Infected, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Infected. Yeah, where they're, they're really working. That one is the most, like, hooks, like, where the mm-hmm. hooks are taking front and center. This one's more, yeah, this, that, and I guess that's why we picked it too, of just that classic uh, bad religion of, it feels, it feels like it's a punk band that also writes hooks rather than a hook writing band that has punk aesthetics. You see, and this one has a, a, we'll get into it a little more in depth once we go track by track, but there's a lot of, a uh, little bit of influence of what's happening around from other uh, genres that are blowing up at the time. And then also them expanding into, hey, we've actually learned how to play our instruments and aren't just playing everything <laughs> loud and fast anymore. So it, it's a lot of uh, little tastes of things while still maintaining that core punk aesthetic. All right, and so let's start, right, Ben? Yeah, let's do it. Let's you want to start? You want to go? You want to go? Uh, you want to go? Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, oh my God, are we fighting? Like, what's <laughs> going? I just want to talk about this album. All oh right, my God. bro, hug. All right, bro. All right, bro, hug it in. Let's go. Right, bring it in. Bring it in. All right, All right, so let's talk about recipe for hate then. Let's get it right. Let's get right into it. The first track, staple of their live show, one of my favorites. Every time it kicks in at a live show. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, yeah, this. <laughs> I mean, you could say that. I, I mean, I, I also like, I don't know. I just enjoy their entire live show. That's kind of a cop out. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but like, I don't know. I think it's a, a good introduction cl- uh, track. I think it's interesting that they have the, the title of the album be the first song on the, on the album instead of like, cause usually you'd see like bands bury that like at the end or something like that as like some sort of ending of a story or something like that, but they have it right there in your face, ready to go. And I think that kind of leads the way for like the rest of the album as well. I mean, you know, you probably have, you know, different stories going on, but I guess the, go ahead. Going back to live. Cause that it's that opening guitar. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've definitely opened shows with it that I've been at. Maybe even their 30th anniversary. Did you guys come with I was, that? I was trying to remember if it was 30th or 40th anniversary for yeah, that show open. where, uh, Bouncing Souls opened for them. Yeah. Uh, that was great time. Ben, you were, did you? I don't think I was there for that. I don't think you attended that. Mm-hmm. But we did. And it was good. very good. It was excellent. <laughs> I, two honestly, hours. That was the, they played two hours. It was the oh, first shit. time that I had seen Bad Religion, and they played basically every song and then some of uh, everything that I knew from them at that time. And I have to say, arguably the best show I think I've ever seen at the Rave. 
Mm. It was really fucking good. Uh, uh, I like that they played with that or, or uh, Bouncing Souls because they're both that both have the lead singer that looks kind of like a dad just walking around singing a punk song. <laughs> <laughs> it both is the same. Bad Religion's a little bit more, you know, there's a little bit more pathos, but ultimately Greg is just walking around looking like a dad singing. <laughs> 100%. And it's even more so now that he's like gone full white haired. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a little on the nose, but if like he ever came out in a tweed jacket, it would just look like your college professor yeah. showing up. To <laughs> Who gave my and professor I know, and I know he has in a microphone? <laughs> like uh, he does have a doctorate, if I'm not mistaken, and has taught mm-hmm. classes at a couple of universities. But yeah. like it, it would 100 just look like it. I, I I will say that I think two of my favorite live moments was uh, well, I mean, the last time I saw Bad Religion at Riot Fest. Actually, these are both from Riot Fest, but like. Uh, the last time I saw him at Riot Fest, that was a cool show. They played an entire album. Suffer. Suffer. They played Suffer the whole way through. Mm-hmm. That was really awesome. Uh, and then the first time I saw Bad Religion at Riot Fest, I remember, I forgot that we we're in Chicago. And I was Greg, there. Yeah, I know you were there. It was like, <laughs> then, then, then Greg comes out and he has like, he has like this sweater on or something like that. Then he opens it up and it just says Wisconsin. I'm like, oh yeah, sick. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh wait, fuck. I'm in Illinois. I, oh God. In ultimate representative of there's always family in wisconsin since he and Emily <laughs> has family in he, wisconsin he, he was wisconsin? born here yeah, yeah. He, he spent time growing up like racine right something like racine and spent and so unfortunately uh google and wikipedia have two conflicting reports one oh. says janesville and one says racine <laughs> i don't know which very, one right very different experiences too <laughs> southeastern wisconsin there you go but uh, um, for the messages on this, so yeah, uh, recipe for hate. Empires, the empire has the prime culture, right? Yeah, it, it's supposed to just erode everything because it's the best, but really, it's meant to build hate, <laughs> hate for the other, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that that song kind of leads into kerosene because, like, it goes into talking about poor people a little bit. It's, I mean, kerosene is basically a story of uh, a homeless man. Uh, who would rather like you know he'd rather die or like he'd rather um live his life the way it is than be like controlled or like die of some sort of uh governmental exposure or something like that and i think like it's interesting that we're seeing still that there's like this hate for poor people and i think this kind of is interesting that led into kerosene yep and then uh to talk back to suffer uh writers uh because it's greg and then is it brett um that yes. both write together um yes. i know it's like two it's not just one of them that writes the lyrics but they already they've had these themes speaking of suffer uh, mm. of i'd rather just self-emulate than just erode my you know sense of self and beliefs just to right. live you know day to day and that's what we've talked about too it's sometimes you know, like we've discussed with Joy of as an act of resistance, like in the sense that sometimes it's overwhelming just how shitty everything is and how shitty everybody is to each other. You know, it sucks. <laughs> it is their most iconic album cover, right? The white kid in the suburbs standing in the middle of the street with himself on fire yeah. wearing the Bad Religion shirt. Oh, yeah, it's that idea of just letting yourself, like it has, it, 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 I feel it's just, this thing has to continue to burn inside you because if you let it go out, then you're just going to become zombified in a way. 
So mm-hmm. it's I'd rather just set myself on fire than do that, you know? And uh, kind of going off the song itself, uh, besides the messages, it's very fucking catchy. Oh, yeah. And it's in my head, like, the whole time. Like, the whole time we've been... Uh, the whole week that I listened to it, like, that's the only song that was, like, really, like, stuck in there. And I kept saying, Kerosene keeps me warm. That's, that's, just, that's, that's like, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That, and, that was that was beautiful, Ben. So, yeah, I guess you... Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, but then, uh, going into American Jesus, I, I feel like there's an interesting nah. tie into... I mean, like, we could talk about this song all just fucking day, honestly. A perfect song. Mm. Uh, I would argue, honestly the best punk song in the 90s and yes that is going up against nirvana's uh smells like teen spirit whatever you want to take off of green day's dookie anything from the offspring anything from blink 182 to round out the end of the decade like this song is perfect in every way and that includes Damn. the Eddie Vedder uh, backing vocals. Uh, I would say, is that why it's perfect? <laughs> is that perfect? Is that it's, why it's, it's perfect? Not. If, I only learned that Eddie Vedder was on this album this week while doing research for uh, the album. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, was kind of great to be like, oh, hey, the kid who grew up in San Diego hooked back up with uh, some of his SoCal buddies to... Uh, join on an album here but before we continue talking about the track i just want to say kevin um i'm sorry for (laughs) (laughs) because i remember when like when i was when we were like first like hanging out i was like knowing more things about you i just like took this information that you love pearl jam and just Mm -hmm. kept it and so i kept giving you like christmas (laughs) gifts birthday gifts every kind of gift that i could it was all pearl jam related i'm like oh my god ben he likes other things like you could just no, it's, like, just Pearl Jam. it's just Pearl Jam. It's just Pearl Jam. I was Pearl like Jam. basing my whole gift giving that you just love Pearl Jam. That's all you want. <laughs> so I just wanted to say I'm sorry that I, I do it all the time. No, hey, I, one of my uh, most spin records back here behind me is uh, the live from Wrigley album that you got me a... Uh, either was it last year or two years ago i think it was two yeah, years ago i think it was two years ago i i did like even though like i had that thought process back then when i got you that album but i was like this is still pretty cool of a gift. <laughs> like it's like a live album from wrigley field like that's pretty badass i'm gonna get on this it's gonna be good um but yes all right back to the back to the track itself uh i think it's kind of interesting um you know um Bad Religion wrote this in like response to President Bush saying that God will protect America when we could still use it kind of nowadays with our current uh, uh, Supreme Court pick of that Amy bitch or whatever. I don't fucking yeah. know. I just don't like her. That's psycho. That's psycho who has like this weird religious belief. And I'm well, seeing a lot of- it's just the conservative Christian right, right? Right. Where it's just like, we need to teach Jesus to everybody, but the American Jesus is, you know, on a billboard and uh, actually, I'm going to call um, a special session here because here okay. comes that boy. Here comes that hyper specific boy. Oh, hyper specific! Hyper specific! Ala Talladega Nights, and where across the dinner table, uh, everybody described what their Jesus was like. Oh, <laughs> Tell me what the American Jesus is liked. Okay. Just give me what you picture when you picture American Jesus. Because Jesus wasn't American. No, yeah. Uh, Jesus was also, had to have been brown as hell. Yeah. Well, I don't know. According to the Mormons, he came over here and was super white. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, American Jesus is definitely, like, 
honestly for the uh single cover they have here for it he's got a little bit of a gut he's uh super buffed out uh like got his shirt off he's definitely wearing blue jeans uh definitely not not in this like robe thingy or anything that's that's just a little too pretty he's got to be manly with uh he's got a mullet though he's got a mullet uh yeah yeah definitely a mullet no it's definitely uh dip he's rocking some dip god gross fucking gross uh yeah and then he's got himself his uh bible and his bullets yeah. see that's the thing about the american jesus i guess when i was growing up and everything you know i, I my, my parents my mom was heavily religious heavily religious and i remember going to church every saturday uh, as weird as that sounds uh every saturday with her and my grandfather and uh I did it because I love them. And, uh, you know, I remember, I remember, okay, I can tell you the last time I went to church with them is the Monday before Aaron Rodgers' first start as a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> I remember that specifically because I was like, oh, no, what if the Packers lose because I don't go to church anymore? And then the Packers won. So I'm like, eh, I'm done with church. So maybe the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, sorry. But I think, awesome. like, the idea of like the American Jesus definitely changes along with time. Cause like I might see him when I was younger in like this holy robe and everything. And he, he's white and has that long hair and the, the beard and everything. But then now it like, it changes into uh, a parody of itself where it's like nearly uh, just decked out in red, white, and blue and like Trump supporter esque. It, it like there's a big gap between what I thought it was when I was younger to what it is now. But it can also be that too, because like you know when we're teens or you know whatever, it's it's in, it's reductive when people go just all oh, religion's bad. Yeah, <laughs> religion's brought a lot of peace, a lot of people together, and all that, and it still does. Like it gave it gives peace to your mother, for instance, and it gives peace to my mother and yeah. other, a lot of our mothers, you know, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But then there's the, that's why I'm like, and then there's the evangelical Christian right where it's used to subject everybody yeah. like now where, cause uh, it's in, I plug that podcast to you guys five to four in our little politics mm-hmm, chat mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it's just, it's lawyers discussing the Supreme court, but just how frustrating it's going to be with this Amy Coney Barrett person who was a part of a weird Catholicism group and already one that uh uh, the handmaid's tale is based on yes oh god and where they were you know and then once uh nyt reported on them they don't use the handmade uh titles anymore but they probably do um but there's all this weird shit around using using the titles doesn't matter if you're still doing what the titles well yeah well i'm just saying they probably didn't (laughs) even eliminate it they definitely didn't eliminate the practice uh, and then, we're, then when she's going to get confirmed, you're not allowed to bring any of this up because it's her religious freedom. But right. should we? But this person's going to make laws for everybody. It's right. not, kind not of fair only... game to ask how big of a religious nut job are you? <laughs> it's but you're not allowed. <laughs> right. It, it, it's oh, God. It's so weird how I, I never understood how people just don't understand separating church from state and everything. And they want religious or religion just taught in schools and stuff. And I'm like, why? I I don't. Well, it it goes even back further to uh, the fact that 
the lie that America was founded by the pilgrims coming here for uh, in order to escape religious uh, persecution, which one group of that was, yes, but that was Plymouth Rock, and they arrived later after Jamestown, who was named after King James, and the entire purpose here was to establish a Holy. foothold for right for making money for the crown. Like they that's 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 why, uh, and you know that that entire thing of well, America is founded on a uh, religious background and <laughs> like that that's the kembe finger uh, uh, uh. <laughs> not today uh, but at the same time we also are a religious culture right like yeah. so many of our rights and practices are grounded in a uh, christian protestant uh faith and background uh, which kind of brings me to uh, when we say, what does the American Jesus look like? Uh, it's kind of really described here in the uh, chorus of the song and see him on the interstate. What are the religious billboards you see anytime you uh, take a drive through middle America? It's, uh, going to hell. Has, Jesus, has Jesus saved you? And, going to and hell. if you haven't been, yes. Uh one of my favorite religious billboards is in between uh, yeah. the cities of Columbus, Ohio and Cincinnati. And it is this giant billboard that just says hell is real <laughs> black letters, white background. And it's like the size of a football field outside off of the interstate. Dear God. Uh, it, it's insane that and like, then we have to question why are they, you know, is, is that authority because they really believe the Kool-Aid or is that, you know, trying to keep them in check? People well, in it's check. like, I, I never understood their, their way of like fearing God. Like I hear a lot of things like, why don't you fear God more? And I'm like, what the fuck? Jess and I have discussed that whole idea of God fearing American. Like, yeah. wait, so I'm going to serve him because I'm so scared of him. Right. It Isn't the whole idea to build a relationship where, you know, that is like... The Old Testament, Old Testament God would tear you a fucking new one to be completely honest. Well, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. Dear <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, again, so Old Testament know. God doesn't so I guess describe a hell or anything huh? like that. So yeah, that's that's not anything that uh, is in that doctrine. Um, uh, it's it's weird. I, also, but, uh, kind of, like, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I wanted to do a game here real quick. Oh, of, sure. Uh, to bring it back to which state... Uh, Number per square miles, uh, do you think has the most religious billboards? Indiana. I was going to say Indiana too. Oh, that's a close one. Kentucky. Oh, well, that's right. There. I would have thought somebody would have gone with uh, one of the Bible belters, thinking that it would have been like Alabama or Georgia. But see, I was like, that seemed too iffy. And then I remember Mike Pence, and I was like, Indiana for sure. <laughs> I, and uh, then we just rec- – there's just so much boring there. Yeah. Also, the KKK's founding cities there. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Go past um, it. There, there's a, one more thing to kind of cut the tension here of the serious talk is that I, the other thing I enjoy are uh, religious billboards in between adult superstore, like billboards <laughs> and stuff. That's always that, really fun. That drive up to Oshkosh, I tell you, it's yeah. – uh, Porn store, 
abortion is wrong and you're killing lives. Like that, it's literally <laughs> no in between. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to skip down to man on a mi- with a mission uh, because I, I noticed this one little subtle thing uh, right in the beginning of the song um, where you hear like this twang of almost like a country song a little bit in the beginning there. And I thought that was very interesting because I feel like it's their subtle way of pointing out like this fake patriotism from uh, pop country and like how pop country makes you feel like uh, uh, everything's fine as long as you got your blue jeans, your truck, your beer, your dog, whatever. I don't know. And I think like that was just a, a cool little subtle thing. And that's what I got from like two seconds of the intro. And I was like, that's funny right there. And that kind of ties in with the rest of the album a little bit more too, but I, I thought that was an interesting for Man on a Mission. It's uh, their Grain of Salt song, right? Like it's uh, uh, the building up an idolization of a singular figure and them saying, don't do that. And pretty much like it, it would be easy for them to take that stand saying, hey, they're not right. I'm the one who's right, listen to me. And it's very much them like, Everyone is a hypocrite. Come to me, I'll save your soul. Uh, don't. That's that's firmly with the tongue in the cheek, right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. God, it's funny how that. I just, I don't know. I'm just really like blown away by that. A little two or two second like intro there. That was a cool thing. All Good Soldiers, probably one of my favorite uh, songs on the album uh, because I like the way it sounds. It's really sludgy, mm. it's really grimy, and like the, I, I don't know what it is. It kind of reminds me like a little bit of a, like a, uh, a dirty system of a down song, but like punk. I like uh, uh, singing the line because the president believes in God. Yeah. Because it's so transparent when they aren't religious at all. Cause again, it shouldn't be a qualification, but like this current dumbass who doesn't even read any books? Why yeah, would he, your, why would he your, read a hard book? What's, um, your, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, There's so many of them. I love them all. I like them all. I like them all equally. Are and you a new or so Old Testament guy? Obvious to anybody that this man has never thought once about God because one, he thinks he's God himself. Mm-hmm. So it's it, yet we're also you know so again supposed to believe the Christian right that they really just believe this man is a holy man. It's like oh you. <laughs> oh, you like maybe know. the ones that are sipping the kool-aid fine but the rest of you it's just a way for you to hold on to power like you guys have made your i was gonna say he's a, uh, it's a power it, it doesn't matter if he believes in god or the book at all right if he's doing the things he wants because god the believes party in wants, him. right yeah that's you know that's the trickery they play on everybody and it's just it is scary though how like his faith like he has that one faith advisor that truly believes he's basically sent by god and it's just shit like that is like very you know like how much there's way too much art with secret ghost jesus here guiding uh trump's uh pen in the white house just way way too many (laughs) and that is Something's funny. Something's and that funny. is why, yeah. And that is why so much of, you know, there's not enough alarm bells being rung about what these people are planning to try to do. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. to realize the zealots, the flat out zealots he has under him that literally would die for him. <laughs> to bring it back to the music a little bit, uh, this is one of the key tracks where, when I mentioned earlier, uh, them taking in the influences of music that was happening around them. 
I caught a very big like uh, Alice in Chains or uh, Mad Season mm. kind of vibe with the uh, kind of stilted guitar work that is there in the beginning that's like very offsetting and then of course like one of my favorite just lines in the entire thing and just the way that Greg delivers it of all good soldiers crack like boulders like almost has this kind of nursery rhyme feel to it and it, it's just ooh, it, oh. oh I get that I get that I also kind of going along with the music I really love uh, in verse three at the end there when they kind of like break it down there and he's like I had a dream of a wall that was 21 stories tall uh, and like the way I don't know, like just going from that punk sound, all of a sudden you're like, I don't know how to describe it, but I love it. And if you listen to it, you might get the same feeling that I do. I just don't know how to describe it. Because <laughs> uh, it's just like, it just stops everything. It just kind of stops everything that's doing and kind of makes you think about what's going on in the rest of the song. Uh, and like the 21 um, was referenced to like the 21 gun salute um, done at like military funerals. And it's just, yeah, it's just... Uh, because it's can, a song about uh, dying soldiers are right, the yeah. be- are the best, right? Like, yeah. again, our government loves talking about dead soldiers. Dead soldiers sells wars. It sells patriotism. Mm-hmm. You can't protest. Soldiers died. Like they love talking about dead, pe- you know, dead people that they set to their death. Yeah, and that's what you know, and that's what a good soldier does, right? They get sent to their death, and then they shut up about it. You know where they still try to trot out Pat Tillman as this like, you know, super Patriot who sacrificed everything when he was like, uh, this is an illegal fucking war and I'm getting out of here. Yeah. He wasn't shot by his own, uh, his own company there. God. So it's, again, it's very prescient because it's very true of it. Dead Americans is a really easy way to sell more war. Mm. Uh, and so now it's time to what's the time to watch it die watch it die yeah and this is the other eddie vedder track right this is the other eddie vedder track uh he comes in and actually sings on this one outside of just being a backing vocal uh he is the second part of verse one which is kind of weird to say seeing as like they're all really just verses there really is no super chorus on this one but Mm. it's uh, it, it was weird to hear him sound so much like Greg. Yeah, on this track. that was weird. Yeah. It's also interesting just because this one's a simple one. And I feel it's like one of those of like, you're just introducing it to somebody and like, sing a verse, come on. <laughs> da, na, na, da, da. You know, like they're just like, it goes like this. Here's the three chords, you know. And it just feels like it was just him freestyling a verse real quick. Just because it, it, it it's a very simple song. Yeah, yeah. Well, two and a half minutes long, too. No chorus, like Kevin said. It's, it's um, bread and butter punk, you know, an 80s punk band. I enjoy uh, the next song, Struck a Nerve. But it just kind of, s- not slow things down, but it's just like finding things that are, like, oh. if you have, if you challenge any sort of uh, thing against, like, America or saying anything against soldiers, then it's like striking a nerve in some sort of way. It's, it's, it's really... Uh, it ties all, everything together, really. You know, there are two things you don't discuss at the dinner table, and that's <laughs> politics and religion. And if this isn't the uh, song that kind of 
thrusted into your face of this is still the shit that's happening. To run it back to Jeanette there on Concrete Blonde, Joey happened to be one of the uh, songs that was on one of the NCAA uh, football video games, which was also one of the uh, first times that I really got into Bad Religion because they had Atomic Garden on that same soundtrack. Nice. Like it. Yeah. So, like, are there any any other songs uh, going through the rest of the album here that kind of, like, stick out to you that made you, like, think of anything? Uh, I have one for Skyscraper, but I don't want to skip over anything you guys like to talk about. Don't Pray On Me. Uh, kind of love it as a uh, little bit of a, uh, a throwback track to, like, a little bit of a classic rock vibe to it. But yeah. also just Greg going off on his manifesto. Yeah. Or not Greg, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> okay what's his what's his manifesto just the general uh degradation of uh war turning into like this uh, uh as he says here uh for beauty and glory for money love and country not everybody's doing it don't do that to me don't pray on me is interesting because it's like sorrow which is a song that came out later it has very much the similar it's more melodic than typical so they can it breathes a bit more so again Greg can really well this one was written by Brad here uh, can really just like you said lay out an essay in punk music form so it, 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 it's a move they've, they go to Okay. Okay. I, I do believe that, you know, I think the reason why we're kind of having trouble with like these, this end of the album kind of thing is because we've already said everything that's kind of needed to be said about it. And that we, I'm, I know we mentioned Bad Religion before in, in previous episodes saying like they are able to make consistent music that sounds awesome. Uh, and, and if it's not broke, then don't fix it kind of thing. Right. I mean, like mm-hmm. if you, if you look at it this way, uh, so, so I mean, like though we might have trouble, uh, coming up with like things for the rest of the album like this is still like a fantastic album like just everything about it is just super cool and i wanted to talk about skyscraper uh because streetlight manifesto covered it and it was awesome anyways it's, uh, it's just it's like a lot of punk records of the consistency is what yeah. you're looking for right you're yeah not, you're yeah so it doesn't help the back half of the album that the uh front half of it is such a strong like track for track you could definitely see any and all of them being included in a live show yeah, yeah. The, there, there is staples in there too obviously with recipe for hate and american jesus like mm-hmm. that's so that's already half of is you're talking classics at the front i don't know if we i might have heard don't pray on me live but i wouldn't even know for sure Yes, to, to bring it around again, Skyscraper, Streetlight Manifesto, great cover. If you haven't heard it, you better listen to it uh, because I want to make sure that everyone knows that Sky's great still. And uh, I think <laughs> to finish off this album, I, I, I know it's not really a song or anything, but like Stealth is pretty fun. I don't know why I think it's a great- it's Brett Gerwitz's car, Yeah. by the way. They just went outside and recorded his car. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what's that? Uh, like, I was going to say like, What's this, what's this, uh, is this some sort of speech that was made up or did someone actually say this stuff? The good old uh, drug war, huh? Yeah. yeah I was going to say, like, that's why I felt like it could have actually been said by somebody, but then 
Uh, the lyrics are spliced together from President Bush's State of the Union address in 1992. Here are some oh. quotes in that speech. I will continue pushing to eliminate tariffs. We can get rid of each and every one of them. This year, America will spend over $800 billion on health. This weekend, I will meet at Camp David with Boris Yeltsin of the Russian Federation. So it translates it to what it actually means. Ah, yes. <laughs> okay. Yep, I'm spending on health. No drugs, you know. I think that's a fantastic album, uh, ending to the album right there because, like, I don't know, just you, there's 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 truth in between the lines, and Bad Religion is willing to show it to you, and I think that's fantastic what they did to Stealth. And I don't know what it is, but when he says "Hi, welcome to Stealth," I think it's badass. I don't know what it is about his voice, but it's awesome. Well, I guess that's it. That's the album right there. We did it. Bad Religion, recipe for hates, good stuff. So shit. First of all, happy birthday to you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, God. what? What do you say? I said, oh, my God. Oh, your God. Uh, but yeah, no, that's the uh, that's the episode. Uh, not exactly radio. There we are. Bad religion. Recipe for hate coming up soon. We're going to have a Halloween episode dropping. And then we're going to also talk about Rage Against the Machine. That's going to be good stuff right there. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and uh, it's me, Benny K, and... Tony just Tony. Tony just Tony. That's some good stuff right there. Kevin, thank you so much again for joining us. Feels great to be here. Uh, if you are voting absentee or by mail or however you choose to do it, get it in as soon as possible, especially if you're doing it here in the state of Wisconsin, because our government has decided to uh, fuck around and dick us all on that one. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luckily, I just put uh, Amber and I just put ours in. I know uh, Tony's got his. Kevin, did you do yours? Uh, mine's already been delivered and accepted. Very good. I have to check out uh, the status of mine. Follow uh, my vote wi.gov, I believe, or something like that. It's something so, like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Make sure you get your votes in there. Every vote counts and everything. And we're going to get out of here. All right. See you later. Bye bye. I trust.